headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pots Moving and Storage Studio. This is The Ramsey Show. This is where we talk about your life with you, specifically your money, your relationships, and your work. Three inextricably fancy word there just means they are absolutely connected and there's nothing you can do about it. We want you to win in all three areas because if you're not, it's affecting the other areas. We want you to win in all three areas and that's why we do it. I'm Ken Coleman joined by Dr. John Deloney. 888-825-5225 is the number to jump in. We'll take your calls on any of those subjects. 888-825-5225. All right, John, to that end, uh, when you and I are together for the Building Wealth Live events, we do a fun pre-show where we talk about work and love, relationships and work, you know, and how they uh, are in, in absolutely connected. And uh, I shared something on my show earlier today, the Ken Coleman Show, that I honestly would have loved to have had you in studio. Um, and it was based on a comment that a guy made on social media to me recently. We were talking about people making money and that money's not enough. You know, you can make a lot of money, but at the end of the day, that kind of wears off. And if you're miserable or you're not experiencing real meaning as you derive it, as in this matters to me, mm-hmm. um, it can get pretty old fast. And a guy goes, oh, that's crazy. And he's like, I do, you know, I'd, I'd shovel this, you know. So my question to you is, what would you, I mean, what work, what miserable work would you do for a million dollars? Is there, is there work? Uh, <laughs> my, my stock answer is uh, there's very, very few jobs on planet Earth I would not do for, that you would not a, do. for a million dollars, right? And you know my response to that that's, is, it, but no, you wouldn't. It's exactly right. I would do it for about three weeks and then. Yeah, and I, that's because you're really tough. And I wouldn't be able to take it. Yeah, yeah, three weeks is a long time. That's right. All I, right. I have found over the course of my career that when I find myself in moments without purpose or without meaning, or I don't feel like I'm contributing, I feel like I'm a glorified administrative assistant, or that I'm in a in a structure where success is not possible, the dollar amount matters zero. Because what what happens to you from your personal experience? You and I have both been there. I it, it's this awesome cascade of rage to anger to this to reality to pure boredom yeah i just start you start staring off into space like what am i doing here yeah so this isn't just john and i's experience and opinion john what does science say can we can we is it okay yeah is it okay to look at some science so scientists have found that monotonous work in other words using the work that that the word that john just used boredom boring work can negatively impact mental health be a huge cause of stress and ultimately lead to burnout Let's go further. The chronically bored are at a higher risk for drug addiction, alcoholism, and compulsive gambling. In her paper, Neuroscience Reveals That Boredom Hurts, Dr. Judy Willis, a neurologist and former classroom teacher, claims that when we're bored, our judgment, goal-directed planning, risk assessment, focus, and control over our emotions all suffer. Yikes, John. Yeah. And here's the... the Crap, All from boredom. The crappy way we've set up uh, in like uh, corporate structures, business structures. I don't say corporate. Business structures is only a couple of people at the tip, tip, top get the – because they're so sophisticated and they're so such good planners and thinkers. The rest of you all just – you all mind your business and we'll pat you on the head and we'll tell you what to do later with your TPS reports. Instead of – I think you and I were talking earlier, Jocko so eloquently says – you better equip the frontline people to own this thing, make decisions, and go. And instead of minimizing the, the the or 
collapsing the decision-making structure and the purpose-making structure into a few elites. The, it's, it's, your industry will end. Your, your company will it's end. It's that's the way you right. do it. So the, the, the bumper sticker is, for those of you that are feeling this or those of you that are leading people, be careful of monotony because monotony robs people of autonomy. And let's just, simple words, freedom. Freedom. Freedom to make a choice. And freedom it's a to cornerstone of mental health, physical health, all of it, relational it health. So there you go. By the way, one last piece of data. Corn Ferry, a well-known uh, management firm, pulled nearly 5,000 professionals. And the top reason that people look for a new job is boredom. Boredom. We as humans long for progress. Yeah. And in order to get progress, we must be challenged. That's what is at the core of enjoyment at work. Am I being challenged? The moment that I'm bored, I get distracted and I go distract myself with pleasure. But what I need is progress. That's why I, I, I think the whole corporate speak, the whole leadership speak, we have it backwards. I don't think you climb the ladder. I think the more responsibility you obtain or, and are given and the more people you have to serve in a leadership capacity, you're moving down the ladder, carrying more and more weight and passing along those opportunities for people to do hard things, to fail, That's to right. have purpose, to go out and achieve and go, 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 go. It's not reserved for a few highfalutin thinkers. If the 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 more responsibility you get, you are moving down the ladder, carrying more and more of that responsibility and weight. That's what you're getting paid for. That's right. Right? That's it's right. to balance it all. No question. Not to stand up there and dust your journal off and to be like, oh, I'll, don't trouble me with my thoughts. That's Your people are, look around, man. They're going to leave. They're going to leave, absolutely going to leave because they want a better life. You think you're trying to give them a better job. They want a better life. And until you realize the connection between right. the work, it's not just a better financial life. It's better mental health. It's better everything. Everything, because we want to be challenged. So uh, really interesting stuff there. For those of you who feel stuck in one of those uh, type jobs, John and I'd love to help you. Jump in. Uh, but let's get to James in Indianapolis, Indiana right now. James, how can we help? Hey, guys. Uh, my name um, sorry. <laughs> uh, I have my question today is I'm 19 years old, and I'm thinking about uh, – getting married and with that comes the engagement, the wedding, and then after that buying a house. And I'm wondering if I should be investing over, I don't know, like a six year time frame, or if I should just be saving up cash that whole time. When's the wedding? Uh, I haven't even engaged. I'm thinking about it in oh. like the next year or two. Are, so are you, do you have any just, debt? Uh, no. Okay, so you're familiar with our baby steps, right? Yes. So what baby step are you in? Are you in baby step four, essentially? Four, yep. Okay, great. Uh, I wouldn't... Or 3B, I guess, technically. So you're technically saving for a house right now? I mean, sort of. It's kind of... A five-year vision. How much are you going to... How much <laughs> Dude, you've got horses and carts all over the place, man. <laughs> Listen, brother, like, so go get good. a job and work really hard. And if you're already at baby step, if you if you want to start saving for a house for yourself, great. If you think I'm going to be married in the next 24 to 36 months, save your money because you're going to want to make that a joint purchase with your wife. And then, dude, work really hard and put money, at, like <laughs> put your 15% in your mutual fund through your 401 at work or um, call SmartVestor Pro, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on SmartVestor Pros and go down that route. Um or put it in a money market account and save your money, dude. Like, don't you, you are way, 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 way overthinking this. 
Enjoy being young. Enjoy yeah. being engaged. And enjoy being married, man. The rest of that stuff will work itself out. Yeah. Just follow the baby steps. Don't get too sophisticated. Yeah. So don't stop the baby steps. One foot in front of the other. Let's make sure she says yes. That's what I'd be locking in on. Let's close the deal, John. Got to make sure she's going to say yes so we can move forward on everything else. But thank you for the call. Hey, he's Dr. John Deloney. I'm Kid Coleman. This is The Ramsey Show. It continues to amaze me how identity thieves keep finding ways to use our own identities against us. Not only do they commit crimes related to financial fraud, medical ID theft, and insurance benefit fraud, but now we have to deal with home title fraud. Thieves are using your own personal info to take ownership of your home so they can take out loans and you end up with a pile of debt and foreclosure notices. Over 4,000 data breaches happened in 2018, exposing 3.6 billion records. So thieves have plenty of identities to use, and there's a one in five chance it will be yours. That's why Xander Insurance is the only program I use and recommend. Their plan covers all types of identity theft, and it takes over all the work if you become a victim. Visit Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Welcome back, America. You have joined the conversation here on The Ramsey Show, helping you with your money, your relationships, and your work. I'm Ken Coleman, Dr. John Deloney. Joining me in studio this hour, a lot of you are planning to move sometime soon. And uh, while that's exciting, got to be real, in most places around the country, you're going to be facing sky-high home prices and interest rates aren't returning to their record low. So that doesn't make home ownership impossible. But if you want to buy or sell, you've got to make sure you're financially ready and that you've got a trusted an experienced real estate agent to walk you through it. Not a family friend like Uncle Larry who just got his license last month. Someone who knows what they're doing. They've been doing it for a long time and they're going to take good care of it. You can find that high caliber Ramsey trusted agent through our endorsed local providers program. We vet these agents from around the country so that you have the best support, whether you're moving from Florida to Alaska or buying your first home somewhere in between. You know, I kind of expected you to come in with a little Lee Greenwood from the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee. I thought that would have been good there. Um, go to RamseySolutions.com slash agent. RamseySolutions.com slash agent to find a Ramsey trusted real estate agent today. That's important. Now that song's going to be in my head. I know. I've done it. All I've day. gone and I've ruined it and messed your track. From the lakes All, yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. See, you almost did it. Hey, let's get uh, to the phones. Now is the time to stop singing, John. Um, Antonia is joining us in Detroit, Michigan. Antonia, how can we help? Hi, how are you? We're having a blast. What's going on? So my question today is, I don't trust my boyfriend with money. Uh-oh. Do we have a future? Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I want to uh, back that question up. Um, <laughs> let's stop it. You added a second part to it that is not super necessary. You don't trust your boyfriend, period. Yes. What else do you not trust him on besides money? Um, he I I found like him on these like social media like talking to other women. He feel like it's not cheating. Bye, like, Felicia. Yeah. Wow. Bye. Bye. What's what's his exp- explanation for that? <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? What's his explanation? Because you said. 
he, he doesn't think it's cheating. So I'm curious, what does he call that? Yeah, I told him, I'm like, that's cheating. Oh, it's not cheating because it's not in a physical form. I'm like, you're like lusting over women you're seeing online. No boy. Bro, dude. Those gas lights yeah. are burning brightly, aren't they? Listen, yes. um, let me ask you this. So he's not here to, to defend himself. No. So let me ask you. You're the only person I got to talk to. Is that cool? Yeah. Why do you think so little of my friend, Antonia, that you're <laughs> settling for this? Well, it's not that. Yes, it is. I think. Yes, it is. Why? Well, maybe you have a point. So, um, I'm, I'm a single mother. Yep. Um, with a three-year-old son, I'm new, like new to like motherhood. Mm-hmm. Me and the father, it didn't work out. Um, I injured my back at work. So, okay. and I'm like, I needed this surgery. So I ended up gaining all of this weight. You know, like when you have a partner, you expect your partner to be there for you. And I feel like I didn't get that because like when I was off work for a year, um, when we have fights or anything, the first thing he brings up is, oh, I paid your rent. Well, I'm like, well, like, you might as well say you're a roommate because you live here. We're not married, mm-hmm. you know. So it's, it's it's a little bit of everything. So uh, so is he? he's a bit of security. Even yeah. though he's not treating you well, it's like, well, at least he's done he that. He was, yeah. right. Well, and, yeah. and, but here, here's the thing that – so it's really common – all these other stories that we are told eventually become the stories we t- we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. And you've got a narrative that you're worth less because you gained weight. You've got a narrative that you, because you got hurt and you reached out to the person who is supposed to be your partner in this in this adventure called life, called raising a kid, and mm-hmm. he weaponized that against you and said, well, look at what I'm doing for you. Um, you have this story that you're a single mom and that you're now somehow less than all those stories are false. hundred percent of them. They're not true. I agree. And so I do 1000% believe that whoever you're dating is probably a lot of fun is probably makes you laugh and probably makes you feel loved. And all three of those things are amazing. And he's making other women feel that way too. And when you say I have a need I'm uncomfortable with, he makes you feel crazy and stupid for having that thought or need or feeling not supporting you. Yes. And so you don't trust him on a number of different issues. Money is one of them. I was Mm -hmm. a train wreck when it came to money, but I was a trustworthy guy. Does that make sense? I would never tell somebody like, man, that my husband spins like crazy. We figure that out. Mm -hmm. If I had said, um, and I was baiting you a little bit when I said, what else do you not trust him on? If you had said nothing, he's actually super ironclad, he's trustworthy, then that would have been a different answer. Um, but you, ah, you're not going to like this. At the end of the day, you don't trust you. Yeah. And I want you yeah, I agree. to reinvest in you. That's exactly right. Let's stay there for a second. Yeah. Anthony, you mm-hmm. called and asked us, do we have a future? You know the answer, but you, John's right. You don't trust your answer, so you called these two yahoos to see what our take was. But your answer yeah. is what? Do you have a future with this dude, yes or no? I don't think so. No. But see, it's the I don't think I'm, so. John's on to yeah. something. You don't trust yeah. your own judgment yeah, to kick this guy to the curb. And you're worthy of being trusted, dude. You're an awesome mom. You're a great employee. You're a good friend. You're worthy of being trusted. Thank you. 
Is that fair? And I'm not just blowing yeah. smoke at you. I've, hey, trust me, you've listened to this show. Yeah, I if, get it. <laughs> if you if you were out out to lunch, we would tell you. John, right. I, I, here's, I'm asking a question on behalf of my friend. Okay. Just because we make a bad decision, mm-hmm. and and we kind of take good judgment out of the equation for someone in a relationship, doesn't mean that we have bad judgment the rest of our life. True no, or false? False. Yeah. In in fact, um, but is that what's going on here? She knows it wasn't a good decision. Maybe she's made some poor relationship decision. Now all of a sudden she goes, "I just don't make good decisions." But that's not true. Well, I think it's easy to and tell me if I'm wrong, Antonia. It's easy to feel like you're a single mom. Someone's told you you've got these defects. I'm the only one that's ever going to love you. I'm the only one that's paying your rent with my money. It's easy to make that Mm -hmm. that voice into your own voice. And you start telling yourself. like the manipulation. That's right. And then somebody walks along and they're willing to give you half of themselves. Mm -hmm. Right? I'll tell you I love you. I'll tell you you're pretty. I'll help pay the bills and, and you start to think it. that's all yeah and then yeah and, and want credit for you're it you're getting me for a discount exactly baby. and <laughs> you are you start thinking well this is all that i'm ever going to get yeah this is all this is going to be 100 percent. and when uh, this is especially real in couples that experience infidelity people mm-hmm. often think that that like finding out that the person you're married to or you love cheated on you is is the most devastating part that is devastating but the most devastating long-term thing, I think, is you lose trust in yourself. I can't believe I missed that. I can't believe that I'm worth this little. I didn't even know how what how what a loser I was. Right? That's you good. lose trust in yourself, and it's hard to do anything. It's hard to get a job. It's hard to stand up with your to your kids. It's hard to do anything in your community because you feel so you feel so small. And so I want you to hear Ken and I telling you stand up man yeah. you're worth too much you got too much value and somebody's going to recognize you for who you are um and i also don't want to blow smoke at you you probably need to go talk to somebody you probably need to get a group of women in your life where yes. you can practice standing up on your own two feet right now the greatest gift you can give somebody in the future um is you working really really hard on you in this season yeah and that's like that's another thing too like i know it's like he weaponized because i because i you know like i'm a victim of molestation and things like that so he he uses that and you know that i have suffered from anxiety done hey hey anybody who weaponizes that sort of pain done done he's manipulating you i you know what james would never allow it but if we had time i'd call the guy up for you right now break up with him for you i i would dump him uh for you It's not the kind of show we do. John, that's probably not healthy, but that's what I would like to do. This dude is a loser, and you know what we do with losers? We fire them. We get rid of them. You're out. You're done. No longer does he get to play in your world. You are worth so much more. Antonia, thank you. We believe in you. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back, America. You've joined the conversation here on The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by Dr. John Deloney and in the lobby of the Ramsey World Headquarters on the debt-free stage is Wesley and Brett. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> you guys you guys ready to do a debt-free scream, I, I assume? Perfect. Yes, we are. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Okay, let's get the details. Let's get the story. Uh, how much debt did you pay off? We paid off $61,611. Wow. Not that we're counting every dollar. Right? <laughs> I'm going to round it up to 62000 for my feeble brain. And how long did it take? 14 months. 14 months. Whoa, y'all months. were cooking. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what was your range of income during this time? 
Uh, started at uh, 142,000 and ended at 160. Oh, tell me about that. What did we do to get it up to 160? Uh, just normal um, pay increases and just working some overtime. Okay, great. What do you guys do for a living? Um, I am a registered nurse. Oh, good. Uh, I'm an aerospace technician. Oh, in other words, I'm a genius. <laughs> I can't even spell those two words together. That's impressive. All right, great. So, okay, 14 months ago, take us back. What was the uh, genesis for this journey where you guys really got after it? Yeah, it started a little further back than that for me. It started back in like August of 2015. Um, I realized that I was incredibly broke, like $8 broke. And about 500 of that wasn't mine. (laughs) And so I needed to do something. And I turned to mom and she was like, hey, remember that Dave Ramsey guy I told you about? And I was like, no. (laughs) She's like, well, maybe you should listen to it. So I listened to the Total Money Makeover and realized that I needed to change and do something different. And then we met about four and a half years ago. And that was kind of my start. (laughs) Um, I started on my own as well. I um, just found um, the Total Money Makeover in the library and it's just decided to pick it up, um, uh, read through the book, um, started trying to implement it, and I was in a in my former marriage, I found out that um, you need a partner that is go- that's going to be willing to do the, sure. go through the process with you. So really, I used some of the, uh, the, 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 f- um, the things, I used the budget, just sure. the basic budget, but then couldn't really go through with You are all thing. in, is what you're saying, and then you guys meet. And so mm-hmm. I'm just curious, you guys both knew about Dave, and, and on some level, we're going mm-hmm. after it. Mm-hmm. Uh, at what point in the dating relationship do we realize, hey, we both are aware of this concept, and, and then how did that bring you guys together? Uh, the first date? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Gross. It's, it was- <laughs> Gross. Who brought, who brought it up first? That'd be me. Uh-huh. That would be me. I basically said, you're either, like, you have to do this with me. Or am I doing this? I like so, this. Did you yeah. also happen to mention, hey, and I know you're an aerospace engineer, but quit hanging out in libraries. Did you mention that too? <laughs> he likes the library. Yeah, that's fair. Good for yeah. you, man. Good yeah. for you. I do too. So, yeah, and we got married and um, we've been married just over a year and a half and tackled it right when we combined everything. Oh, so this was your newlywed project. This is a newlywed mm-hmm. project. Yeah. This was date one of dating life and then we got will married. We do me a huge favor? I... I <laughs> How, how did like how did the conversation go that way? Because I, I can just imagine like you're beautiful and he's like he's like man I can't believe I got a date with with her <laughs> and you like order the appetizer hopefully it was the most expensive one and then you lean over and you say um, if you want this this comes with Dave <laughs> Ramsey and like how did that happen? I think I was like how do you feel about debt and he's like well I have some but I don't really like it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, do you want to get out of it? And he was like, yeah. I'm like, okay, we can, we can continue. <laughs> wow. And okay. We just, yeah, it was basically like, are you in or not? And mm. it worked from there. Wow. So let me ask you this. What was the debt comprised of? It was um, some family loans, student loans, credit card. I think that was the end of yeah. yours. So had, how much did you each clean up uh, before you got married? Um, I cleaned up about 50 in about five years before we okay. got married okay and the the 62,000 ish was 
mostly mine. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you still said yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Hey, well played, Wesley. Lead with that next time. <laughs> yeah. So, but we also cash flowed a wedding right before that. Uh-huh. We cash flowed that. And we also cash flowed some medical bills, about $12,000 worth of medical in the middle of all of this. Wow. So it was a, it was quite the journey. It was, we had to dig deep. So what does it take? People are listening in right now. Uh, what would you all say to those folks that are wondering, can it be done? And if so, and I know you believe the answer is yes. So what's yeah. the key? I, I think one, having a partner is huge. Having somebody to do it with you makes a huge difference. Um, that really was kind of the ticket to get it done so quickly. I was like, and the budget for sure. The budget is life-changing. Mm-hmm. Who are your big cheerleaders? Parents for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those people over there. <laughs> yeah. Parents, his parents who aren't here with us today, like in the studio, but yep. parents for sure were huge. We had a lot of questions about like, why? Why don't you have a credit card? It's fine. Nah. Oh, those are from the friends. <laughs> those yeah. are from friends. Friends. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. had questions. And and what was the key to kind of drowning those voices out? It, trusting it, I guess. Trusting the plan. Trusting yeah. the process. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What What is it like being an aerospace engineer rolling up to work in a used Corolla? Like, because your coworkers kind of have a sense of what you make and they know you're married to a medical professional mm-hmm. and they look at you and like, what are you doing, dude? Uh, you know, I have, uh, yeah, you see a lot of really nice cars on the parking lot and it's not a Corolla. It's a, it's a, an escape. So it's not, not the, the flashiest vehicle, but yeah, just, just knowing that later on, if we want to get those flashier vehicles, we can What's go that? ahead and do that. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I like the Corolla more than the escape. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be acting like that escapes better than a Corolla. I mean, come I know, on. Flex it over there. <laughs> He's man. trying to Corolla's flex. Corolla's awesome, man. Like, I don't know, man. No, we're just giving you a hard time. That's really yeah. fun. So uh, now what is it like on the other side of this? You guys haven't been married that long, no. and you've got this debt behind you. Mm-hmm. This is a big victory. You're standing on the stage today. It took a lot to get here. What does it feel like? It feels really good. It's yeah. it's weird seeing money in our account. And like there's like going out the, out the yeah. door as soon as it comes in. There's like a there's a comma in the account. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> we didn't see commas for a long time. So, yeah. and so yeah. how has it changed your vision as a couple? Because when you start this journey, we're now like laser focused. We're in a tunnel, yeah. gazelle intense. Now here you are on the debt free stage, about ready to mm-hmm. do your scream. How has it changed your vision as a couple? What are you guys dreaming about? Talking about? I feel like we can we just know that we can do kind of whatever we I'm the spreadsheet nerd so I have spreadsheets that show us our potential trajectory and where we're going and what our lives might look like in the future and we can just we can do what we want I love it well and you got when you start talking about trajectory you have a aerospace engineer for a husband I mean now he knows everything about trajectory that would intimidate me I love that you use that word okay you, who do you got with you today to join you on the stage for the screen Brooke, this is Brooke. Brooke and yes. tell us about Brooke Brooke is 12. Uh-huh. And, yeah, she and was did with she, us. did she walk through this journey enough to where she knows what she, happened and how big of a deal this is? Very much so. We've been talking about money and trying to teach her better than we, maybe try to get her to listen better than we did. Awesome. <laughs> Brooke, um, listen. Listen. Listen to him. I love yeah. it. Good stuff. Well, hey, we've got a couple of things we want to give you. Yeah. Right here uh, on the desk, we're going to give you a copy of Dave's Total Money Makeover for you to give to someone else, and you get to be a part of that legacy. And then you're on your way to being Baby Steps Millionaires. That's Dave's latest book, so we're going to give those to uh, you as well as just a memento to say, hey, uh, we're so proud of you. So let's do this. You guys ready for your scream? Yeah. Are you yeah, ready? ready? And Brooke's ready too? I mean, like, 
really give it some volume here, Brooke. Yeah. Are we ready? Okay, here we go. We got Wesley, Brett, and Brooke from the Denver, Colorado area here to do their debt-free screen. They paid off a hundred, uh, excuse me, sixty-two thousand dollars. I rounded up in fourteen months, making one hundred forty-two thousand, all the way up to one hundred sixty thousand. Wesley, Brett, Brooke, it's time. Let's hear your debt-free scream. All right, ready? Three, Three two, two, one. one. We're, We're debt-free. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, we got up there on the octave. That's Dude, pretty good. Brooke brought it. She brought it. It's always fun, isn't it, John, to see a family stare into a completely different future. No weight of debt, dreams galore, spreadsheets that support the dreams. That's why we do what we do. Big thanks to uh, them for sharing their story with us. All right, don't move. we got to pay some bills, but we're coming right back. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Dr. John Deloney is my colleague, and he joins me in studio this hour. The phone number for you to jump in is 888-825-5225. Let's go to Jackson, Mississippi, where Chris is on the line. Chris, how can we help? Hey, uh, how are you guys doing? We're having a blast. How can we help? Uh, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Long time, uh, long time listener. I've been, I went to FPU in 2005. Awesome. and. Uh, I'm in baby step four, so uh, the process works, and thank you so much. Way to go, man. And, uh, the reason I called is because uh, I, uh, I was in the United States Air Force. I retired after 22 years, and uh, I've been in a job um, that was comparable to what I used to do when I was a younger, younger troop, younger airman, and, uh, and I kind of feel like um, I mean, I've been in the same place for about five years, and uh, I feel like, man, what's, what's next? And I'm kind of kind of lost. I've listened to both of your books and, um, and man, I've listened to total money makeover like 50 times in the car, just trying to grind through to get the baby step four. But, uh, I'm, I'm still like at a loss about what's next. What's the time frame by which you need or want to make a decision? I have no time frame. I can make a decision now or when I'm 65. Okay, great. I'm 45 years old right now. Okay. So you can walk from the military at any time. You're not locked in for a certain amount of time. Uh, I retired from the military after 22 years. Oh, I missed and, that. Uh, I, saw, I apologize. Okay, so sorry about are that. you doing anything right now? What are you doing for an occupation? I am a, a test technician, yes. Okay, and how much is that related to the type of work you did in the military? Um, it's fairly similar. Uh, however, um, uh, if if you think of it like this, uh, you know, when you when you stay in for 22 years, you typically retire around to be about 87, so a senior enlisted leader. Yeah. Uh, this job that I took is kind of bringing me back to being more like an E4, more like a senior airman. Okay. And uh, it was a nice little break at first, um, uh, but uh, I've kind of I kind of missed the leadership part of it. I miss, there we I go. miss leading my guys. I, okay. I miss that. So that's what we've got to pay attention to is when someone presents themselves as I don't know what's next. Let me tell you what I've experienced, Chris, and you can tell me if I'm wrong in your case. What that usually means is I've got an idea or two or maybe more, but I don't know how to make that transition. I don't know how to get there. I, I'm interested in these mountains. I'm not quite sure how to climb them. Is that what's really going on with you? I think so. I what think is so. it? All right, yeah. then why don't you just tell me, not worry about how it sounds. What is it that you want to do more specific than what you just shared, which is I want to be leading people. You love leading a team of people. So specifically, what are you wondering about that you're not quite sure how to get to? 
I think I have this roadblock in my head about not having uh, not having a bachelor's degree. I think that that's my biggest block that I have. All right, and let's I've let's met- play this out. All right, okay. let's just assume you don't need a bachelor's degree because I'm here to tell you you don't. What would you be doing tomorrow if you just snapped your fingers? Who would you be leading? Where would you be leading? I don't know. People that wanted to be there, that's for sure. Right. Um, you get my point I, here? You're not. It's not industry-specific. No. It's really experience-specific. You have an incredible resume where you've led men and women. True or false? True. You're really good at leading men and, men and women. True or false? Medium. Nah, that's a bunch of garbage. <laughs> if I interviewed everybody that was ever under you, would they say that you're a solid, good leader? Uh, you'd, you'd get a mixed bag. All right, okay, did you learn uh, something? Did you learn something from those times where you know, and I appreciate your humility and honesty, have you learned from those leadership mistakes? I have. Okay, so you can come in and lead a team of people right now. True or false? I could. All right, so that's the mindset. So really we start looking at, okay, is there an industry that I'm more interested in than others? But I'm looking for management leadership positions in Jackson, Mississippi, just to start. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Like, let's just say, all right, let's just see what's out there. But this idea that I've got to have a degree is is based on a cultural trend that's been going on now for 60, 70 years where, well, it's kind of the way of weeding out the losers. But those times right. have changed. We're in a job economy right now where there are organizations near you that are looking for somebody that have has the experience and the skill of leading people. They can train you to the nuances of the role. Do you believe that? I do. That's really kind of you to say. And Chris, if you walk into a business in Jackson, Mississippi, and they look at you and say, man, I appreciate 22 years of service, but you got to have that bachelor's degree. You don't want to work there, man. That's right. You don't want to work there. And if you were going to tell us, Hey, I want to go be, I want to go to be a nurse and I want to go be a nurse practitioner. I want to go to med school or something. Then we would tell you to go to college, man. But what you're telling us is you want to lead and you want to get back into some management potential and lead a group of people to success. And you don't even care what the mission is. That's how, that's how focused you are at being a leader. At some point, Chris, you got to stop being Chris's own worst enemy, man. I think you are the person who believes in you the least among the the three of us right now. Uh (laughs) Is that fair? You don't know me, John. (laughs) (laughs) No, and hey, let me me tell you this. The number of people, and I bet Ken's got similar, of my former students, my friends who were in the military who got out and immediately jumped into quote-unquote their dream job or into med school or into law school, you did a very wise thing. You got out of the military and you just went and got a job. You got your feet settled back. You learned how this wacky culture, like you got, you got to re-enter humanity in a different way. And now you're ready for what comes next. So you didn't waste five years, man. You did a really wise, smart thing. Okay. Quit beating Chris up and go get something good. Thank you, sir. I, I got to thank Dave for that because Toll Money Makeover on the drive to work every single day has helped out quite a bit. Listen, yes, those sir. are cool, but me and Dave and Kent, like, we just run our mouth on the radio, dude. And we, uh, all great. we type. You're the one who's been putting the work, driving back and forth, from right. back and forth, and back and forth. You're the yeah. hero on this deal. Okay. <laughs> Chris, I want to leave you with one thing. I, I'm going to give you my Get Clear career assessment that I think is a wonderful tool for you to take. 
20 minutes or less, is going to give you some real defined ideas around the work you love and the results that matter to you. But I'm just curious, when you're leading, what is the result that most fires you up? When you, at the end of the day, you go, you know what? This result was obvious, and that's what gives me great joy. How would you articulate that? Uh, I, I think the best way I can explain it is when I've had when I've had some some difficult troops that I really try to get through to, and I try to pour my heart and soul into them. And ten years later, they say, "Hey, um, I really appreciate what you tried to do for me, and I wish I would have listened to you more." And that that means a lot to me. All right, now there. That's exactly what you're. I don't know if that's exactly what Chris, you're asking. Me, no, it's but. exactly what I was asking for. Because what you just revealed are the people you most enjoy leading. There's your clue. Where are the people? And when you call them difficult troops off the air when you're not under pressure, one homework assignment. I want you to write down what you now know as you look back on your time with those difficult troops, as you put it. What were their pain points? What was in their past? What were some threads that you can now look back and go, they all kind of shared this or these were commonalities. Where are those people in Jackson, Mississippi, who's serving them? That is where we want to get you to. And, dude, I, I'm telling you right now, this is probably not in in your scope, but right when you said that, I thought you would make an incredible high school teacher or incredible coach, an incredible Guidance counselor, counselor. Yes. an incredible somebody that will – is not afraid to get in the messiness right. of other people's lives and walk with them from yep. this messy moment to the light at the end of the tunnel, man. Yeah. And that opportunity is everywhere. everywhere. What are some nonprofit or even government mentoring programs? Look, you listen, there are some young men out there who need to come into contact with you. Am I right? I would hope so. You yes, know so, Stop Chris. saying that. What is going on? Chris, you've got a track record of breaking through with what you called problem or uh, uh, soldiers with difficulties. And they look back and said, what you said made sense. Chris, you've got so much to offer. Go find those people who need that mentor, that coach, that guide. Chris, you've got so much to offer. Thank you for calling. Thank you, sir, for your service. You're a great American. John Deloney, great hour. Always fun to be with you, James, the crew. Thank you guys so very much. To you, America, this is your show. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.